within a bleak and dismal swamp, hidden beneath its murky waters, lies the headquarters of the most sinister villains of all time. The Legion of Dams. The meeting will come to order. The Legion of Dans is now in session. It is the purpose of the Legion to align our infamous forces against the power of sad collectors and defeat them, leaving us the rulers of the toy world. To do this, we have gathered together four of the most ruthless and happy toy fans on Earth. The noisy Daniel Lynch. The flexible plastic Dan Newman. The pixelated Dan Erdley. Not to mention the wise old elder and insider myself, Daniel Pickett. We are the Legion of Dans. Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of the Legion of Dans. I am Daniel Pickett. I'm Danny Newman. I'm Daniel Lynch. I'm Pixel Dan Erdley. Well, welcome back, guys. We had a little bit of a, a longer break there, just because uh, life and, and chaos and all that sort of thing. Oh, but yeah. it's good. It's good to be talking to my to my Dan's again. Yes, sir. Always good to be back with you guys. <laughs> life gets and in just, the way, but it can't keep us down forever. That's, that's exactly right. right. <laughs> Let's uh, just real quick, just to, you know, to to, re- to refresh and uh, and and get on topic. What's what's the last thing? Everyone uh, has bought for themselves. What's the newest toy you've got in your hot, sweaty hands? Oh man! I'll start because I know. Okay. <laughs> uh, I just I I, fi- I found that uh, that new Target Holiday End Cap yeah. that they put up with their exclusive. So I bought that Marvel Legends three pack that has the the crew cut Hulk, the White Vision, and the the fancy Ultron in it. I also just bought that. <laughs> My Target also has that in cap, but you know what? The one thing they're missing on it is the turtle set, which is driving me crazy because that's I really want that that set with the chromed out fugitoid in it. Yeah, uh, that looks great. But I, I did also buy that Marvel Legends set because uh, White Vision. Man, I'm so happy about White Vision. It's great. Uh, I don't remember if it was on here that I talked about it, but the reason I want White Vision so much is because of the Captain America and the Avengers video game. I loved that game as a kid. And oh, sure. He yeah. was white in that game, so that's that's the way I always thought of Vision when I was a kid. <laughs> so, okay. So I'm totally happy totally to have sense. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, how about it? Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, how about another day? <laughs> what, what do you get? This is not super exciting, um, but... Uh, I, we'll be the judge of okay. that. Okay, <laughs> I I finally got a uh, a Star Wars Rebels chopper. Yay. Uh, yeah, Woo. I missed it. I missed him on the first go around. I mean, he didn't try super hard, but I I did want him. Missed him on the first go around and stumbled on him um, yesterday or the day before in that two pack with uh, with Zeb. Uh, so I picked that up and I am completely enamored by this little guy. <laughs> And I am going to give Zeb to Elliot and not mention that I got Chopper. <laughs> that's awesome. Very nice. Also, that's plenty exciting because that's an awesome figure. 
All the rebels. Yeah, it's a great. All the rebels are awesome figures. They are, and you know, Zeb comes with at least two weapons, and one of them has firing projectiles. So Elliot will be stoked out of his mind. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Levels. They do. Yeah, actually, when they were resetting for all the Force Friday stuff, I found those uh, two of the target ships that had the the in, the figures with them: the Inquisitor and the the Kanan with the headset. Oh. Like on crazy clearance, like. Six bucks a piece or something? Yeah. I was like, for that, I'll get those ships. Heck yeah, absolutely. How about you, Daniel Lynch? Um, you I'm, I'm, t- I'm, in, I'm in purge mode. So when I'm in purge mode, I try not to spend money because it all seems very liquid, right? You, you get money from selling toys, and then you immediately waste it instead of you know paying off a credit card or something. So <laughs> I, I did see that Marvel Legends set today, and I did um, personal score walk not walk out without getting it. So I'm doing good. I do really want that white vision, though, so sooner or later I'll break down. So I have to kind of, <laughs> I have to kind of think back. Um, and uh, the, the last thing I bought, um, actually the only thing I really paid money for the last few weeks, is um, the Masterpiece Exhaust came in at Anime Export. And I prepaid for that, but I paid for the shipping because it's the shipping. And, uh, oh, okay. So I would, but I don't have it yet. It actually, I left the house for 20 minutes today. I stayed home the entire day except for 20 minutes and that was when the postman came, and since it's import, you have to sign for it, and I wasn't here. So the only toy I've gotten oh. recently is a little slip to go to the post office tomorrow and, and pick up that transformer. So I'm pretty excited for tomorrow morning. But, okay. Uh, but I've got, yeah, like I'm on like a two-week, three-week thing of just not having bought anything. It's kind of crazy. Oh. Well, I just, I just got a, uh, an email today from Big Bad Toy Store saying that my – Figures Toy Company reproduction Mego Batcave is in Ooh. now. Oh boy! Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. So that that large box will be showing up soon. <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind: Where's that going? Yep. <laughs> you know. It, well, congratulations, Daniel Winch, on on being in purge mode. I mean, we all <laughs> we all face that sooner or later, and it's not fun at all. Um, well, I, I'm in a, I'm in a crunch right now because my my mother-in-law, um, who I love very much, um, got my year-old son a giant outdoor playground, like a big little tykes, you know, five uh-huh. and up playground. Nice. Um, and and my even though he's one, um, my wife wants to go ahead and, and build it, but it's it's getting colder, and so we're probably going to wait till spring. Mm. And right now, though, the box is basically the size of a car, so it's in my <laughs> garage. <laughs> in the side, taking up where my car goes, and I don't want my my car outside all winter. Mm. And um, uh. since she doesn't want to put this thing together, I therefore I need to put it somewhere else in the garage. And there just happens to be all these boxes of toys. Uh. So I'm thinking if I could just get rid of some of the boxes of toys, I could maybe move the giant playset to there, and then I would might not have to scrape my car off all winter. So I'm highly motivated for this purge. <laughs> oh, man, I, well. I say you just build the thing inside your house. <laughs> it's there not. You go. It, it's too tall to fit. Oh. It, it, it's insane. <laughs> wow. So yeah, I mean, he's gonna be a really happy kid once it's built, and once you know he can actually climb around on it. <laughs> but until then, it's just kind of like a third car. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's interesting. My my, it just so happens my boss he collects vintage uh, Matchbox cars, and every now and then he'll kind of wander over and tell me what's going on in his world of buying and selling Matchbox cars. And he came over today, and uh, in the course of the conversation, he, he, he explained to me that 
you know, he's in this situation where he has to make sure that he doesn't spend more than he than he's making selling them. And he's, he's kind of methodically explaining this to me like I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> like I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, Welcome to our whole life. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That's pretty funny. Uh, so, so the, I think the other big event that we are, you know, we haven't had a chance to talk about yet uh, is Force Friday. That was uh, the big, the big release date. What, would, what, what day was that? Actually, was that September fourth? Yes, September yeah. 4th. So, uh, did, first of all, did we all go to Force Friday? Did we end up? Going? I said I wouldn't on the last podcast. Uh, right. I just was up and I could not sleep and I was bored. So I was like, you know, a likely story. I know. <laughs> no, the thing is, I just I happened really, to be up after I drank that five-hour energy. I didn't really buy anything because I just kind of went around and and the sad thing was just um um and the, some of you are, are friends with me on Facebook, you might have seen the pictures. It's just how um, here there was just no one anywhere. Like the Toys R Us had about twenty people in line and they let them all in. But like the Star Wars black figures, I guess that I found from other local collectors that even though there was like twenty some odd people in line, they only had one case of figures for Star Wars black, so that didn't yeah. go well. Um, but then all of the Walmarts just, I mean, they just had the whole big displays and just no one was there. It was kind of sad here. The, the big Walmart in town had a, uh, they actually had an employee that was dedicated there. He had cake, he had all this stuff. And then he was just kind of standing there. I was like, oh, well, so I had some of his cakes. I got free cake out of it. That was good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. We, uh, we, uh, there were lots of people where I was, oh. uh, we were shoot. I think. I've, have I talked about the documentary on this that I'm doing? A little bit. I think just a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we're me and uh, another local collector who's a, a TV director out here. We are working on uh, a documentary called "How Do You Figure" uh, about action figure collecting, and uh, we got permission from Toys R Us corporate to go and shoot. Uh, there, like uh, at one of the Toys R Us's for Force Friday, which was kind of kind of bonkers. Yeah, so cool. uh, we we had you know these these big plans, and there was a huge line outside. There were people in costume. Uh, we were interviewing people in line, and uh, as we were sort of formulating our, our game plan in the parking lot, uh, they came up with the idea of hey. You know, we've got the crew here. We've got the sound guy, the camera guy, and uh, if they'll let us, because they they talked about they were going to let us in with the first group, they absolutely would not let us go in before midnight. Oh. They said corporate was absolutely not going to let us in oh. uh, ahead of time, but they could let us in with the first group. Oh. So I was like, okay, well, that's, uh, you know, we'll, we'll give that a try. So they had the bright idea of strapping uh, a GoPro to my chest <laughs> and, and literally, like, electrical taping it to me. <laughs> and then I would go in with the first group. So that was fun. So I at least got to kind of see that and, you know, provide the, the first-person perspective of, you know, grabbing things off the shelf and stuff. Uh, well, the interesting thing was uh, that the first two guys in line were not Star Wars collectors. They were what? just, they had heard that this was going to be a big thing, huh. and they just wanted to come and, and see it. Oh. 
Interesting. Did they buy anything, or did they just watch? Like, they just witnessed it? They they actually did buy some stuff. So... There was there was those guys, and then right behind them were some of the costume guys that were dressed as like snowtroopers and imperial officers. Sweet, and uh, you know, and uh, a sand trooper. Huh. Uh, and then there was uh, then, and they had sort of a larger group. They had a couple of people that weren't in in costume, and the people that were not in costume were these very strange speculators. So oh, it seemed like they didn't even realize what all would be there. So they had. Uh, an iPad, they ran in, grabbed a cart, put an iPad in their cart where they were FaceTiming someone somewhere else. Oh, wow. And, like, showing them stuff. And he was like, yeah, get that. No, don't get that. <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. I, really yeah, weird. I guess it's sort of a little something sad about that. <laughs> and, you know, it was, the, it was the same sort of thing, like Daniel Lynch talked about. There was, there was one case of Star Wars Black. <laughs> Uh, but the, the crazy thing was, uh, I, I met another buddy there, Chris Tolman, who's a, a collector, and we were standing in line talking, and he was like, uh, right before I came over here, he goes, I just looked on Amazon. He goes, a bunch of this stuff is on Amazon right now. Mm. So he had ordered all four of Wave 1 Star Wars Black mm. at, in you know online before he drove over. So I got on in line on my phone. And I was able to get three of the four. I was able to get all of them except uh, for the BB-8 and uh, what's the girl's name? Why can't I Ray. think of her name? Ray. Ray. So when I went in, like, she was the one I grabbed. Okay. And then Tolman wanted, uh, what was the other thing he wanted? Oh, he, he wanted the Ray on the, the speeder. Mm. So I grabbed one of those for him. Uh, I grabbed a couple of the, the small figures. Uh, I saw they had uh, Constable Jujo or whatever, <laughs> who I feel is going to be the hottest character in the film. For sure. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, no doubt about it. <laughs> Tallman was teasing me saying that, that Constable Jujo is going to be the Dexter Jetster of episode <laughs> 7. <laughs> like, we'll like, think, oh, this, this guy's going to be key. We need him. And then we're going to say, hey, what? Oh, what? So, uh, yeah, I, I grabbed, I was able to get a, like a, a Phasma, a three and three quarter inch. I was able to get one Stormtrooper and, uh, you know, just, and then we, we stayed there almost until three o'clock in the morning, like filming different things. We, wow. after they filmed, they took the GoPro off me and taped it to the front of, a, like, a, one of the carts mm. and, like, did the whole run from that perspective oh, and stuff. Oh, cool, so, cool. That's neat. So, you know, we were we were asking a lot of these people if they were around for the 99, uh-huh. uh, you know, uh, Midnight Madness and, and and that sort of thing. And, and a lot of them weren't, which I thought was, was kind of an interesting juxtaposition. Wow, you yeah. say we're, we're not? We're not, okay. yeah. Yeah, there was, a, uh. there was a handful that were. But, you know, everyone's spirits seemed to be high. One, one of the guys that came in with the Stormtrooper group, though was grousing about how terrible it was. And he was one of the guys that was just stripping the place clean. Oh. And it's just like, how can you complain? You were the first guy through the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's part, and part of the problem right there. That's yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I think we talked about this last time. I mean, didn't, didn't you kind of learn from the 1999 and subsequent Force Fridays that the majority of the stuff 
that you guys are going, you know, bonkers over is going to be, you know, peg warming, you know, in a, you know, in a, in a matter of weeks or months. Yeah. It's yeah. very possible. But yep. <laughs> but the interesting thing I, I feel like, you know, cause now, because we've haven't had a chance to talk about it so long, we have the, 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 you know, the, the glory of hindsight. Yeah. I did not see another three and three quarter inch figure on the pegs until almost a month later. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And mm-hmm. it was the same around here. I think everybody kind of experienced that same drought. <laughs> so. yeah. And that seems so strange because we know how long they had to prepare for this. Right. <laughs> you know, there has been really ever since they canceled the last two movies in 3D and cratered all that stuff that they had in the hopper. Uh-huh. You know, they've, they've kind of known this was coming. Now, I'm sure they haven't had assets and stuff uh, all, all that time, but it really seems like they should have been more prepared. And it was it was everywhere. It was online. Yeah. It was in stores. Right, that, that's right. That's sort of the strange thing to me. Is, is, yeah. there, is there even a, a shred of possibility that, there, that this is purposeful? Uh, it's entirely possible. I mean, I, I, I don't know why I, I keep thinking that, but, like, yeah, it seems like Hasbro would be savvy enough to, you know, it's not like they didn't see this coming. It's not like, you know, it's not like, you know, A New Hope when it first came out and, you know, figures came out a year later and they were just trying to, you know, catch up. Like, right. They, they're they fully aware of the gravity of the situation, like, um, you'd think it would have been all hands on deck. Yeah. Yeah, but it's... It, but, you know, I know from talking with toy professionals that 40% of toy sales for movies come before a movie is released. Okay. So okay. you would think yeah. they would really try and, you know, maybe even up that a yeah, little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with something that is going to have the hype juggernaut that is Star Wars. Right. You know, I... I fe- did you guys read that article with um, the design director of Hasbro about the Force Awakens uh, toy line? I got to read some of it, yeah. So th- there were a couple of interesting things in that article, and one of the things I found most interesting, and, and I've got it up in front of me, so let me just read this paragraph. He says, it says, matter of fact, if you thought you had seen all the Force Awakens merchandise previewed on Force Friday, think again. While dozens of new action figures were shown off, those were carefully selected to be only from the first third of the film, so as not to give away anything which hasn't been already seen in the trailers. Interesting. So, yeah, I, that is interesting, and I'm not quite sure that they took that much care in previous for uh, uh, in previous um, Midnight Madnesses, you know. So I, I don't know if, if maybe the um, kind of kind of kind of scarcity of product on the on the shelves maybe maybe has something to do with that or or what. Yeah, I mean, I, I, and I think some of that has a lot to do with J.J. Abrams, you know, right. just want, wanting mm. to control the flow of information. But, yeah, we've never seen, like, that level of secrecy uh-huh. for for a Star Wars film, especially in the toys and stuff. So, that yeah, that, that's really interesting. That, that, was, that was probably the most interesting piece of information I felt yeah. came out of that. Yeah, totally, totally. And, I mean, I, I, I'm... I'm a proponent of that. I think it's cool um, rather than just, you know, dump it wholesale. And, and uh, I mean, I can't think of anything specific, but there, there might have been, you know, some things bordering on pretty spoilery in, in previous Force Fridays. 
Um, it kind of depends maybe on the level of what you think a spoiler is. I know that um, we've seen it more, or I've seen it more at least this time with recent movies in recent years where just like even the tiniest little thing gets some people up in arms. Right. Um, there was like a shampoo bottle of BB-8 that, you know, did whatever. And it was oh. like, oh, and it, and it was kind of like, you know, it just kind of stood to reason that he could do that to me. And so, I mean, and if anyone's upset about it, I'm, you know, I, I understand I wouldn't want to be spoiled. If I don't want to be spoiled, I get it. But yeah. um, right. I kind of feel too, kind of like the, um, uh, there's a there's a figure in Wave 2, the target guy, right? He's got the target on his face. Yeah. The Guavian yeah. Enforcer, Guavian, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily see him as a spoiler, right? He's just, he's a character. I mean, you're seeing a character exist before you see the movie. Yeah. So when he walks on the stage or walks on screen, you're not going to be like, I've never seen that before. But right. at the same time, though, to me, we don't know anything about him. Right. So, like, that's kind of where I'm kind of like, it's okay to kind of let maybe some of the, like, you know, the designs come out or the things come out. Because to me, I, I mean, I guess I only do the spoilers as protecting the story yeah. and maybe not protecting every little detail of every little thing. Right. So, I mean, right. I don't right. know. So, I mean, that's kind of where I'd like to see a little more variety in characters and things just because... I don't necessarily think it would ruin it for most people, but I know there are some people that are that really have that really narrow definition, and we still should try to respect that too. No, I to- I totally see your point. Like if like if on Force Friday 1999 they had released a Darth Maul that was already cut in half, that would have been kind of a <laughs> yeah. bummer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> no, that oh is no. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. What's interesting to me, like, because you know, I saw the the BB-8 thing. I did not think it was that spoilery because you know he's a, it's something he's a droid that, he does droid things yes it's something the droids have been doing on film since 1977 yeah. so uh not that surprising but i was in uh a ross today and they had this little picture book that was kind of like a where's waldo thing mm-hmm. called uh, like journey to the force awakens okay and each page was one of the the previous six movies, and then there were two pages uh, of Force Awakens, hmm. and there was the page you know started off on Jakku, the the desert planet. Okay. Okay. And the the book kind of gave me something kind of spoilery, but it, but it makes sense in what we know of that planet so far. So it was kind of like, oh well, that's that's interesting. And then I thought, do I want to know that? <laughs> well, that's, that's probably right. <laughs> I want, did I want to know that? Did I just mess yeah. up just now? <laughs> yeah. But then I remembered, like, oh, they're only. This is probably one of the first things you learn, you know, in, in the film. I would imagine that you know, it's it, again that that the idea that we're only getting stuff from the first third of the film yeah. until it's released in December. So right. you know, at that point, I was like, well, you know. But once I really thought about it and sort of connected the dots that I know from the two trailers, I go, oh, yeah, okay, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's good. So I, I sort of did a, uh, you know, the Golden Books have kind of released um, individual books for each of the existing six movies thus far. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen those. They're, they're pretty got, nice. I, got them. I like them, yeah. Yeah, I, I happened to find them at, uh, at Marshall's um, like a, a month or month or so ago, and so I... I kind of like picked through the whole, that whole little section, found all six, and got them for Elliot for his birthday, thinking like, "Oh, this is a perfect lead up to to Force Awakens," which you know, obviously, I'm looking forward to taking him to in December. Um, and and we read each one in order, and, it, and it's been good because it you know for for like a six year old who's you know this is now going to be their generation Star Wars, 
Right. If if they've been kind of you know exposed to just even a little bit of pop culture, um, they could be kind of confused about this whole Star Wars story. And I and sure. I witnessed this with Elliot because he's he's been exposed to Star Wars like a little bit through movies, a little bit through Clone Wars cartoons, a little bit through books, a little bit through Lego, um, you know, video games, and it's not been kind of like a consistent progressive ex- exposure. And he has he is completely you know he thinks he knows, but he's completely confused as the whole story. He confuses Luke and Anakin, and Anakin becoming Darth Vader, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so I've been trying to, you know, do this little concerted effort to represent it to him kind of in order so that he has a general idea of what's led up to this new movie. Huh. That's a good idea. Yeah, I've, I've you know, Paige is 12 now, and I don't think she's seen the film <clears throat> probably since she was six. Yeah. So I've I've been trying to kind of, well, I'm, I'm only showing her the original trilogy. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to abuse my child. Oh, and make her. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we've done Star Wars, and I think we're going to do Empire this weekend. Uh, oh, cool. But yeah, it's funny to see just what they've sort of picked up through osmosis. Yeah. You know, just like exactly. You know, everyone sort of even if they haven't seen the movie, they know that like Luke, I am your father. So right, right. She was kind of asking questions in that vein, like well. Because, you know, when she, she, I guess it was probably younger than six, because she used to call C3 and R2-D2, she'd say R2 and his boy. <laughs> C3 was his boy, yeah. So I had that uh, that Hasbro, you know, R2-D2 that you talk to, and it drives around oh, and, yeah. you know, uh-huh. brings you a soda. And, yeah. You know, plays music and stuff. Right, right. And and she thought that thing was alive. You know, oh yeah, for the longest time. So <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, so she's always had a soft spot for R two D two. So yeah, who does? So how about uh, other other Force Friday experiences? You you heard mine. Uh, we got a little bit of Daniel Lynch's. How about you guys? Mine was pretty cool, actually. I really I really enjoyed mine. Um, like like you. Ticket. I tried to film at Toys R Us, but I got shut down immediately. So I, uh, I didn't go through corporate. <laughs> I, uh, I just wanted to kind of film um, just the experience for my YouTube channel, and I got as far as walking in the door and getting over to the Star Wars section, and then they said, "Uh, sir, you can't film in here." <laughs> and I was like, "All right, you know, I didn't want to fight with them over it, so I just turned my." Camera. Right. Um, but we were kind of, I guess, in the middle ground of of you guys, like. Uh, Daniel Lynch said he didn't have much of a turnout, and you had a lot of people. We had about a medium amount of people turn up. Um, Toys R Us had a line outside of it, but it wasn't a massive line. I think I counted under 30 heads. Um, So it wasn't terrible, but I was was kind of expecting more. I don't know. I think we talked about last time how we weren't sure if this was going to be like, you know, 99 or if this was going to, you know... It was interesting. I, I didn't know what to expect. Um, but there was there was a little under 30 people in line, um, and everybody was in good spirits, so it was really cool. We were kind of standing there, and everybody was talking and joking around. And I think the best part was like when the, uh, the Toys R Us employees came out, and they gave us all posters, and they gave us those mm. cool little free Lego bricks. Did you get those, the little Lego yeah. bricks? Yep. Yeah, I got that, yeah. Um, and then they were like, okay, we're going to start letting people in, but we can only let... 
50 in the store at a time. And everybody kind of like looked around like, uh, I don't think there's even 50 of us here. So that's great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they, they opened the doors and they let everybody in and everybody kind of did that quick jaunt over to the, you know, nobody yeah. like full out ran, but everybody did that quick jaunt. Like, Oh, we got to, got to get it, got to get there, but I don't want to look like a jerk kind of move. Yeah. Um, but it was the same scenario as everywhere else. We had like one, maybe two cases of black series, six inch, um, and a very, very small helping of four-inch figures. I mean, the first one or two guys that got through the door were the ones that got all the six-inch figures. They were yeah, just gone after right. that. Nobody else had a shot at them. Uh-huh. Um, and I was able to grab myself a four-inch Phasma. I was lucky. Like, I just I saw it sitting on the shelf, and I already had an appeal for that figure. Like, I already you know was already drawn to the cool silver Stormtrooper. So I was like... Well, I don't really collect a lot of four-inch stuff, but if I'm going to get one of them, I'm going to grab this Phasma. And I was really glad I did, because she ended up being really hard to find for a bit there. Um, So I got that, and I I also bought the Phasma Pop, because they had the Pop there, and so I grabbed that. Um, And I did find a random six-inch Chewy that somebody had abandoned. Um, So I went ahead and grabbed that, too, but it was the only six-inch figure I I found there. So that was all I bought at Toys R Us. but that was one of those things where I left Toys R Us, and I was like, well, I guess since you know I didn't really get everything I was hoping for, I'll go drive around and see what Walmart and Target are doing. So I, I drove down the street, and uh, Target was closed. They didn't even open up for it, which I was kind of surprised by. Huh. Um, so I walked into Walmart, and the best part about walking into Walmart is all the same people that were at Toys R Us. <laughs> yeah. We're suddenly walking into Walmart at the same time. So we're all kind of like, you know, pointing and laughing, realizing we all just left the same store and came to Walmart. <laughs> um, and the best thing about that is there must not have been a line at Walmart. Like, nobody must have went there because all of us kind of walked over, and they had a huge section, like Daniel oh. said. They had cake and balloons, and they had, like, the, the floor uh, cardboard, you know, setups that had all the figures in it. Um, and it seemed like pretty much everybody was able to get most of what they wanted from Walmart at that point. Um, I walked in, and I was able to get the rest of the six-inch figures except for Kylo Ren. He was the only one that was missing. Um, but I was I was okay. I was like, well, you know what? This is pretty good. I got everybody in the wave except for Kylo, so I'm happy with this. Um, but that's when something amazing happened. And this is one of those cool moments that, like, it, it makes me really appreciate the geekdom that we all share. Um, as I was sitting there, and I was, I was chatting with a buddy that I took with me. And, you know, I was kind of looking over everything and I was saying, you know, I'm really happy with this. I'm, I'm good, glad with what I got. All of a sudden I hear somebody say, um, excuse me, are you Pixel Dan? <laughs> <laughs> and I turn around and I'm like, yes, which is, it's weird because I don't hear that like at home a lot. You know what I mean? Like if I'm at a con or something, it's different. You don't make the missus call you Pixel Dan? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Only on days that end in Y, but, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't I don't hear that very often. So it was kind of surprising. Somebody said that to me at Walmart. And I turned around, and this guy uh, introduced himself to me. Uh, told me he was a big fan of my stuff. Uh, I guess he was over at Toys R Us with us and was hearing that I missed out on stuff. He went over to Walmart after Toys R Us. Also, he grabbed an extra Kylo Ren and held it for me in case he saw me again. So he's okay. like, "I helped this for you. Here you go." And he gave me a Kylo Ren, which is the only oh, awesome. Man. Yeah, Very nice. it, it was amazing. Like, I was just so happy, and, like, I, I seriously gave the dude a big bro hug, and I was just like, this is amazing, dude. Like, like you didn't have to do that, and I really appreciate this. So uh, it was very, very cool of him. 
Uh, Chris was his name. Gentleman's name was Chris. So massive shout out to him. I, I thought that was awesome. And that's one of those things where like I left and I got home and it was just one of those great moments where you're just like, man, there are some really cool people, you know, yeah. that, that, are, that do what we do. So it's not all like, you know, horror stories of the guy <laughs> that saw running yeah. around and complaining and stealing all the toys. You know, we're not all like that. There's some really cool friends <laughs> out there. And that's really cool. Um, so yeah, that was, it was a really fun night and I, I, I was happy with my haul. Um, but I did end up like, I, I was off work that on Friday. So I ended up waking up the next morning and just saying, well, now let's go out and see what else I can find. And I, I went to target and ended up buying that Sphero BB eight cause I could resist it. And, oh, um, well, I'll tell you the review you did on that. Elliot and I watched that, um, not too long ago and, and yeah. we, it was a great review and yeah, thank you. Yeah, we're both kind of like. Just kind of like, I don't know, twiddling our thumbs, wondering if maybe that's going to be on the Christmas list. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's so fun. Like, that was the thing. I'll tell you what. Like, I got straight home, and I was like, this is the first thing I'm opening and playing with. <laughs> and I did. You know, I opened it, and I played with it, and I immediately shot video footage of it. And I was like, yeah, this is the first thing everybody's going to see is this Sphero BB-8, because this is amazing. Yeah. Um, did you actually find that at a Target, I though? found it. Um, no, I'm sorry. I found that at a Meyer. Oh. A Meyer. Okay. I, that oh, um, I saw the the Hasbro one at the Target, but I have not picked that right. one up. But yes, the Sphero one I got at Meyer. Well, that's that's funny with the the Sphero one because that you know once that was shown on that twenty four hour YouTube broadcast thing yeah. that that Lucasfilm did, like that was all the buzz yeah. all over the internet. Oh, and yeah. when we got to we got to the Toys R Us, I got there maybe a little after 10, and there were probably 65 people in line by that time at 10, and wow. uh, the, the, one of the local news stations was there filming, and uh, we were up front talking to the manager, and they kind of came over while we were talking to the manager, and the, the reporter was like, do you have any of those BB-8s? Oh. And he was like, <laughs> uh, I don't, we're not really allowed to discuss quantities or what we have, and Right, uh, and then he—you he, could tell he didn't know what she was talking about. Yeah. Oh, uh, but I had posted the uh, the press release that they had sent me, so I was like, "No, this this is the list of stores where they have that." And she was like, "Oh, can I see that list?" And she like wrote them all down. Huh. Uh, but yeah, there was just a lot of confusion. It's like, what's the target one? What's the, that's right. What's yeah. The yeah. Hero one. Where will that yeah. be? Yeah. So I, I, I kind of did the same thing you did. Like, you know, we were at Toys R Us really late. Uh, and it was a Toys R Us not close to me. It was a Toys R Us probably an, an hour away from me. So, you know, I drove back home and I went ahead and drove by the target by my house. And of course it was closed by then. Uh, I slept for, I don't know two, three hours, and then I got back up yeah. uh, and went to the Disney store. Oh. Uh, see, uh, I don't have any of those near me, so I didn't have that luxury. <laughs> no. Oh. And there was there was one other guy there. They had, they had probably been open 15 minutes or so already, but there was one other guy there, uh, and he got in before me, and he bought... He picked up all three of the die-cast Kylo Ren's oh. uh, <laughs> that they had there. And so I grabbed, uh, they had a trooper, I grabbed uh, Finn and Ray and took them up to the front. And he was up there and kind of arguing and being hostile with oh, the lady. Oh, man. Ah. And eventually he just left. He 
kind of put all of them down, and then he turned back to me and he goes, do you want one of these? Mm. And I go, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll take one. And so he handed me one and then just walked out of the store without the other ones. Interesting. And, yeah, and the woman who was ringing me up said, that guy may be waiting outside. He was here last night. He was here again this morning. He's trying to buy more than the three what? that we're allowed. So oh. if he asks you to buy stuff, don't. Ah, oh, man. Wow. That's <laughs> like, well, look, okay. you found all the jerks. What's up with that? Dude? Like, <laughs> I know. Well, hold on. You, I'm not Uh-oh. done. Oh, Poor no. jerk. Here, comes, it must here be, comes the jerkiest. It must be California, right? It's California. It is I California. Got, <laughs> yeah, I got cake in Missouri. I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> I, I saw nothing I but nice, cake. happy people. So that you got, you got all the jerks. Yeah, because you know, collecting in L.A. still is like a full contact sport. Oh, it's really man. not that pleasant. So then I went to uh, the bigger Target that's, that was over by the Disney store and, you know, had had some time before it opened and kind of stood up there. And apparently there were a lot of guys there that had been to my the one right by my house mm-hmm. Because it did open at midnight, so they had gone through and just stripped it clean. Mm-hmm. So there were probably, I don't know, 15 guys there kind of hanging around. And there was a really uh, a young guy, maybe 20, 21, that was, uh, yeah, he was talking to the group like, none of us are going to be jerks and run, right? We're, <laughs> we're, all, we're all adults here. And it was like, oh, totally, totally. No one would ever do that. And then, you know, as everyone starts kind of gathering around the front door, this this older woman that is walking with a cane comes up oh, man. and and stands by the door. And finally the doors That was totally start, a collector in a costume. <laughs> right. The doors start to open. Security is standing there making sure, you know, people don't run in. And this particular target there's parking on the ground level and then you have to take escalators up into the target, and they also, uh-huh. there's a staircase. So, the doors open, we all sort of start funneling in, these guys are pushing past the old woman. Of course. Of course. Uh, Jeez. Me and the, the 21-year-old that was telling people not to run, you know, are walking to the escalator, and all the other guys break off, run up the stairs, and are just running to the section. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm just sort of walking with the kid, and we're talking, just like, uh, this happens every time. I can't believe it. I'm like, again, this stuff is going to be everywhere. Yeah. I don't know what they need. And these guys are scooping up those Target BB-8s, like, you know. Oh, lame. They're they're grabbing that. They're grabbing the the big Kylo Ren lightsaber. They're just, like, piranhas stripping this place. And I get there, and... The 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 woman with the cane is actually being escorted by security at that point. Oh man! And she's like, "Oh, that the one thing I wanted was the BB-8." She was like, "My husband died a month ago. Oh no! And we've been having such a hard time. My son's birthday is, you know, next week, and it's the one thing he said he wanted." Was, was oh, this thing. No. oh my goodness, I, I, I'm almost yeah. even having a hard time believing this is true. <laughs> but then she starts crying. Oh my goodness. In the store. Oh no. What? And I was like, you can go. I said, you know, there's two sections in the Target. There's the toy aisle and then 
back in the seasonal. Like, you could go over there and see if it's there maybe, too. Yeah. And so she went over there and checked. They had already been over there, stripped all of them, taken all of them. And then she came back over, and I said, look, I just came from the Disney store, like, ten minutes ago, and they had probably 20 of the Sphero ones. I said, it is more money, but it's the cooler figure. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the better toy. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you could try that. I said, it's, you know, it's, it's just up the street, and they had lots of them, and there was no one there. Yeah. And she was like, oh, since he died, I'm on this fixed income. I don't know if I can afford the more expensive one. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just, wow. it was like three different encounters with Weasley collectors. Grief. Yeah. You know, like like when I hear stories about like seven hundred people being trampled to death at Mecca, like I no, that's not that's not possible. Human beings can't be like that. <laughs> and I hear uh, you know a story like this right in our own backyard. Yeah. Yeah. That's Collectors in LA, they, that. they yeah, they can do it. Wow. I get Yep. That's a crazy story. Well, I decided to. Uh, to bring Elliot to Force Friday, um, like like any good parent would do with their six year old <laughs> on a school night. Uh, so we we actually put him to bed, and then I ended up w- waking him up um, later, and uh, had a hard time waking him up. Had had to enlist Meg's help. She came down, she got him up, and you know, and he was kind of in a daze, but sort of excited too, and got him in the car, and we drove the Toys R Us. And uh, there was about the size of a about a line about the size that uh, um, Pixel Dan just described it at his, and uh, so we got towards the back of the line. We're just kind of standing there, looking in the window, kind of getting excited. Elliot was like seeing some, you know, POP displays and stuff, and and uh, like a couple minutes later, I looked down and he's got like blood running down his chin. He had like a like a terrible bloody nose. Oh no! I'm like, oh, Elliot, what is happening? So we we ran to the car, got tissues, you know, took a little while to stop the bloody nose, went back, and now we're like further back in the line. Um, but it wasn't a big deal. I mean, it's not like we were gonna be be sprinting to the aisle or anything. So doors open, everybody was let in. Um, this particular Toys R Us um, had uh, somebody dressed up as as Jeffrey. So we we paused, we took our pictures with Jeffrey, and yeah. then finally made it over uh, to, to the aisle. And same scenario. By that point, like, there was one six-inch fin, like, just kind of hanging there. And so I just, I kind of, you know, just gave up on that and looked at the three-and-three-quarter section and um, saw a Phasma, and did the, you know, typical collector go-go gadget arms and just, you know, reach past everybody and grab that. <laughs> and uh, I think we got about four three-and-three-quarter figures. We got a fan, a Phasma, a, you know, a generic trooper, and a Kylo Ren, and got those for Elliot. And um, I think the only other thing we got was, like, a C-3PO sippy cup. Um, and, uh, you know, walked around that aisle a little bit, and then before we knew it, we were, like, in the Minecraft section. Um, yeah. <laughs> because you know, E six and as exciting as it was, it, you know, he, you know, some of it, some of the, you know, some of it was lost on him, and you know, it didn't didn't matter, which was which was kind of cool. So uh, so it was fun. It was a good time. He he had an experience, and um, we came home with a with a couple things. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Yeah, overall, I, I really enjoyed Force Friday. I thought it was fun. It was 
I, I, I don't know. I had quite the adrenaline rush like that whole day. It was pretty amazing because I was yeah. just like, ah, more. I need more Star Wars. Need more Star Wars. Need more. Star-. <laughs> you know, it's so weird because yeah. um, I've kind of been out of buying a lot of Star Wars for a while. I've been collecting the six inch line, um, but you know, I kind of I kind of quit buying the four inch line quite some time ago just because I got to that point where I was yeah. like, I think I'm done with these. Um, yeah. But gosh, you know, it's just, I was totally reinvigorated by all this new stuff and it's, it's, um, it's been fun. It's been really fun. Like um, it is crazy though. It's, it's taken a long time for it all to come back in stock. It's just now starting to really show back up in stores again. Right. Pickett, uh, you're like really far away. We can barely hear you. I don't know if anybody else is having that problem. But... No, yeah, I couldn't hear him either. Yeah. yeah. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. now we can yeah. hear you. Okay. Yeah, I, I was just saying that uh, for me, this past month has been sort of documenting where what's not there. Yeah. Just like taking pictures yeah. every time I go in. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, look, they've wiped out the entire place where there should be action figures and there are uh, backpacks instead. Yeah. You know, or oh, let's put a bunch of Lego in there. Yeah, that's it's, that's interesting. It does, it definitely seems like um, for Force Awakens, there's a much. I don't know. Maybe I'm not right on this, but it, it just seems the impression is there's a a broader range of diverse product. Um, but then going back to kind of this article that we were talking about before, they start you know referencing some projected numbers of you know how much Hasbro or or, or how much the merchandising stands to stands to stands to make, and there, there's like a line in the article saying that much of that will be generated from the iconic three and three quarter inch action figure line um, made by toy powerhouse Hasbro, and I kind of wonder about that like you know based on the diversity that we're seeing. Is the three and three quarter line really going to be the, the the big earner here, or is it going to be spread a little bit more evenly amongst other stuff? Um, you know, it's it's interesting um, to think about that, and maybe this will segue into our next discussion. But Hasbro recent just said, I think at New York Comic Con, I was reading um, some recaps from their panel about Star Wars, and they said that the six inch black series is the top-selling Star Wars toy line in the world right now, and that it's outselling everything else by leaps and bounds, which is yeah, crazy. Wow. So I guess the six-inch line is kind of where it's at now. Um, yeah. Yeah. How's that even possible? You can't find them. I know, yeah. right? That, that's what's <laughs> crazy about it. They are nowhere. <laughs> Unless you need um, Episode 3, Obi-Wan Kenobi. He is yeah, a right. anywhere yes, you want to go. Ewan McGregor and his stupid face is easy to find. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to uh, Disneyland uh, a couple of weeks ago, and this was post-Force Friday, and just wanted to see what they had there. And they had no fewer than four pegs of Constable Juju Pet. <laughs> <laughs> and two, two pegs worth of Fins, and then two other pegs of fin with the armor, where they charge you, yeah. you know, four more dollars for the thing you're going to throw exactly. away. Exactly, <laughs> the same figure with a piece of plastic that you don't need. <laughs> yeah. So as far as figures, that was the 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 only Force Awakens, and but Disneyland also has a four pack exclusive of Astromech droids. Oh. 
that are Force Awakens. But apart from that, there was no. They had a lot of other stuff. They had lightsabers, and you know, they have a, like a some sort of weird vinyly plush of one of those Jakku rhino looking things. Oh yeah, 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 very, yeah. Very strange looking thing. Uh-huh. Uh, so they they had a lot of you know Force Friday ish stuff. Uh, episode seventy stuff, but for figures, it was only at the uh, the World of Disney store outside in downtown Disney. Oh, I didn't yeah. see any in the park. Mm. So, and the the other kind of nutty thing about the Force Friday stuff the, that uh, you know we don't know how this is going to play out yet. But uh, once everyone sort of you know ran out there and grabbed everything and came home and looked at it. Uh, people started noticing that not everything that they put out for Force Friday says the Force Awakens on yep, it. Yep, yep, yep. It's like they yep. made up a bunch of vehicles and stuff just to sell toys, and they may yeah. not actually be in the movie. Yep. <laughs> yep. So I picked up that uh, that Finn on his desert speeder where he's just wearing his black pajamas, and that's one of the things that does not say Force Awakens on yep. it. Yep. Also, oh, the, uh, the, the black speeder bike with the black trooper doesn't have the Force Awakens on the box, so that may not even be in the movie. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That's genius. So. <laughs> yeah, it's genius, yeah. <laughs> so here's a thought. Um, I'm, I'm kind of curious about this and what you guys think of it, but, you know, because Finn is been a bit of a peg warmer. Like, if you do find any six-inch figures, it's usually Finn. Do we think that his sales are going to pick up after we learn who the character is? You think it'll be like some, once we kind of get to know him and maybe get attached to him, do you think maybe his toy will sell? Because right now he's just a regular guy and he's the most boring looking of all of them, but it's because we have no personal connection to him. Right. Yeah. The the other weird thing to me, uh, speaking of like his figure, like him and I think like Poe Dameron and some of those guys, their guns all feel like Chapmay knockoff guns. Ooh. They don't look like guns that would be in the Star Wars universe. Mm. Like their weird colors, yeah, like some, that's a good some point. like Phasma has like a gold rifle, and oh yeah, yeah, they've got kind of these weird silvery rifle things. That, that and again, you know, right? Not all of the Kenner vintage figure guns look like what people carried in the films either. Yeah, exactly. But it seems like you know nowadays we're getting much more screen accurate stuff, and maybe again they didn't get the assets for that; they just had to make something up. But it just seemed kind of you know once I got them home and opened those up, it was like. Is that really the gun he's packing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a you know because like the 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 first order stormtrooper, they've got a gun that feels very Star Wars universe. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Now, one thing about Finn that I thought because it's kind of the, honestly they're almost all peg warming here. I think I could probably go out and pick up anybody except the stormtrooper. Given I mean, I, granted, I'm in Walmart Central, so there's like 20 WalMarts within 30 minutes of me, but. Um, with Finn, he is the biggest peg warmer here still. And I was kind of thinking with him that it, I, it, it would have saved the money even that if his first figure had just been in the Stormtrooper armor, like cause yeah. everyone and their brother saw oh, the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. if they had just made Finn as a Stormtrooper and that's the first, and cause, and there's one less movie spoiler because you don't see his costume. Um, right. but I just, I just, cause even then, even if people weren't even sure if they wanted to buy him, then they'd still be able to get an extra Stormtrooper out that way too. So that's what I've been thinking as I've seen him laying around more. It's like that maybe it wasn't the right time for that version of him just because, like you said, we don't really... I mean, that's in the trailer, too, towards the end, but it's like that iconic moment where he stands up with his helmet off, that's like the big one of the big things from the first trailer. 
Right. Like, yeah, right. It was probably really a good idea to do Finn first because you know that figure's going to happen. Like right. that's well, inevitable. So well, the cool thing yeah. is with the, the six inches, um, it's a very easy head swap with those because they, for once, they so made does the, the net peg work. Yeah, on the, the peg on works. The good. Yep, so you can actually put Finn's head on the Stormtrooper body, and it looks awesome. Um, yeah. And you can do that three and three-quarter inch, too. It, I did that. Oh, okay, awesome. well, there you go. You can do that. You can yep. do some part swapping. So I, I'm almost tempted to go buy a second six-inch That's fin, good. Just I, to play that way. Yeah. I hated that the Stormtrooper had the giant neck peg. The, the, uh-huh. That was annoying. So, yeah, that's awesome yeah. that they thought ahead the second time. So. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm... I'm still certain that they did that because they wanted to sell us a Luke and a Han in the Stormtrooper, which they did. You're probably right. You're probably which right. Which they did. You know, they they released those. So you know, actually, <laughs> the, when I re- I think when I reviewed that Stormtrooper, I'm I'm trying to pull it back. I think that was one of the jokes that I made in one of the pictures was that I think that uh, um, someone pulled um, like the Stormtrooper's head off. I think it was Hulk. He pulls the Stormtrooper's head off, and he's like, you know, why is neck peg incompatible? And then, um, you know, and then th- there's a, a Mattel figure right there, and he turns to Hawkeye from because the Avengers line, because they have softball heads too, and he's like, "You mean Hasbro doesn't make a lot of money from you know, making sure the heads can't come off, so you can have endless variants?" And then Hawkeye's just like, "A man just died," but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, case in point, you're right though. I think that that Stormtrooper, there was no re- they didn't want you to be able to do it. Yeah, but it's good they did it this time. Yeah, uh, agreed. agreed. And then also to talk about the uh, – uh, I missed this a second ago um, – on the, on how big the Force Awakens is. I was actually – Whoa. Whoa. What is that? There's not a semi-truck at my house. I don't know what's going on. I'm not hearing it. You don't hear it? Oh, it's so loud. No. It's getting loud. It's really loud feedback. Oh, it's, it's fading. It's fading. It's fading. Ooh. My AC just kicked on, but I, it doesn't sound loud over here. Hmm. All right. Bizarre. That is strange. Maybe it is your AC, though. Maybe that's why you don't hear it in the speakers. I don't know. Hang on. I blame Danny Newman. Actually, <laughs> do, you, do you see how Newman's thing is, like, solidly lit up? I think it is coming from him. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, guys. Let me put myself <laughs> on mute or something. It's like we can't have nice things. on mute. <laughs> yep, it's Newman. Oh, it was him. I'm going to have to turn off that AC, man. That's right. <laughs> Sweat it out like the rest of us. Um, th- 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 we're talking about how big The Force Awakens was. I talked about this with Pixel Dan the other day. Um, any any readers of It's All True will know that September is always a really rough time for me to get anything done. And, and so once again, for the month of September, I got, I got hardly anything done on the website. We didn't post um, a single review after Force Friday. Um, I had like five business trips and, and everything with Sam. So just, just basically the site went dark for over a month. Um, but ironically, that month had the biggest traffic of the entire year. Like September had more traffic than any other month this year. And it was because right before, right before I had to stop the reviews, um, I posted that Force Awakens checklist. And that Force Awakens checklist being just one, one page on the website um, in one month brought in more hits than all of the reviews I would normally do in a month and all of the normal traffic plus more. That's so, amazing. I mean, that, that to me was just this huge, like, just, oh my gosh, you know, like this one, this one page on the entire site has generated a month's worth of traffic just basically by itself. That's amazing. Um, and, and it was, and it's just a six inch checklist. That's all it is. 
I think they only love you for your checklist. Yeah. They, they do only love me for my checklist. This is but true. But it's super, super helpful, and it shows how excited everybody was, and people were probably pulling that thing up while they were hunting. Man, that's awesome. But yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's going to be it's, huge. And I was going to say, you can. I think you can tell just by the numbers that people are really, really, you know, energized by this whole experience. The new movie coming, the new toys, and everything. Because, you know, I've I've kind of had you know video views it's been a similar story because i've reviewed star wars stuff in the past and it's never been you know it's never been bad as far as views go but it's never been extraordinary no, no, the, yeah. the, the force awakens stuff i did was like blowing up especially that bb8 video that's like one of my top videos right now because people people you know want to know about it and they're excited about it and i think it's it's pretty cool no definitely i have the same thing most of the star wars reviews it seems like the star wars collectors are kind of insulated from like they're in yeah. their own little group and they don't really cross with us. They have the same like Transformers reviews do the same thing for me. It's like yeah, yeah, I can, yeah. You can post this obscure DC figure review and it's got tons of hits and there's Optimus Prime and no one looks at it and you're like okay, right. But, <laughs> um, but the Star Wars reviews, yeah, just have all been yeah. Even all the we did like a Bounty Hunter week during the week of Force Friday and it just was and was, those were all just old figures. They weren't Force Awakens, but just tons of hits for Star Wars right now. It's kind of crazy. That's cool. It's like people have the Star Wars fever. Fever. That's what's it's going 1977 on. It's 1977 all over again. <laughs> it is. And we can't find the figures. And we still can't find the figures. <laughs> just like 1977. I just want a, they weren't prepared. I just want a six-inch Phasma. That's all I want right now. I know. No, I have the same problem. Like, like they because I think someone found them at Walgreens, like way back yeah. at the and I have and I have been and all my Walgreens though got wave one. So I'm just like, yeah, oh, forget it, forget it. And then I haven't <laughs> gone back to Walgreens. So. <laughs> I mean, you can get one for like sixty-six dollars oh, on Amazon. I, I nah, nah, nah. That's okay. Just right there waiting for you. <laughs> okay. She'll be out everywhere eventually. I hope. Yeah, she I will. still kind of hope, and I know they can't really vac metal her because there's too much joint. There's too many joints. But man, I just want the, like I think I posted it somewhere. I just want the shiniest one. That's all I really want. Yeah, yeah, like I'm if the, they could maybe vac metal somehow that it wouldn't be crappy. Like that would be so awesome, and I wouldn't need the one that they have out now. But yeah. I would, yeah. Well, even like well, the uh, the, Coda book the Disney one is kind of good. The yeah, yeah. the the diecast one. I've not got to yeah. see it, but not in person. I guess I could look check out pictures. But it still isn't like super shiny. Like it looks nice, no. but it's but not like back metal shiny. I have a I, I have a and I don't know if this I don't know if the Phasma Lego did it, but I have a Stormtrooper Lego from some Lego store visit years ago. That's yeah. that, and he, and he's not back metal, I don't think, but he's just really shiny in how he's done. Um, and so that that's what I think of. I'm just like I just wanted that shiny. Mm-hmm. Shiny like uh, like TC14, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. And I agree yeah. right over here, actually, because I like that kind of thing. That's what I want to. That's what I want to. We know they have the capability. <laughs> we know they can do they've been, it. They've been giving us vac metalized figures again since 1978. Exactly. Oh, that's right. Exactly. They can do you it. Can do they got to do it at some point. It's got to. It'll probably be a store exclusive or something when they do oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably Walgreens. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Walgreens is getting the stuff yeah, now, are. man. I'm I, I, I yeah, picking man. on them for like, the fast they ones. Deserve they it. really are. Yeah. The fact that you can walk into a Walgreens and get, like, NECA stuff mm-hmm. and Funko oh, stuff oh, yeah. now, that's bonkers. They're a regular stop on toy hunts now. Oh, it's yeah. nice. Absolutely. It's nice that there's like ten of them in Springfield. Yeah. So like I could, you know, I have lots of different options, and they've all got different stuff. It's crazy. It's it's neat. Huh. Yeah, I love it. So, uh, 
so Force Friday, you know, that was back in September, but then just this past weekend was New York Comic Con, which none of us attended. None of us. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to my world, people. (laughs) I have never been to New York Comic Con. I have never. I I have not either. No? Yeah. No? I get asked constantly, and it's always one of those things that's just like, I I can't. I can't. I've already done so much. (laughs) It's like. Right here, it's just a bad position, too. Right here at the end of the year, and I'm going to be going to New York already in February. I don't want to do October, too. <laughs> yeah. All right, so how about... But it's always so strange, because I only go to you know New York and the Javits Center for Toy Fair. Yep. So it's always so strange to see those pictures of it, like, redressed as something uh-huh, else to me. Uh-huh, and completely jam-packed full of people, which is not yes. during Toy Fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Because I've been going to, you know, New York... Toy Fair since ninety uh, nine or so. Wow. So it's you know it's just like that. It's so ingrained in me. So to see it as something else, I always go, "Boy, that looks weird." <laughs> so yeah, none of, none of us went, but I'm sure we all followed the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone see anything that really kind of knocked their socks off? Okay. It's all about Dark Knight Superman from Mattel. Ooh. Oh, yes, Ooh. for me because I we I've talked about this in prior podcasts before how that 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 multiverse line has has moved up to 6 inches and it's using DC box and so that is that is my precious. We're going to get so we're going to get a few more DC figures out. Um and then for that for that Walmart exclusive wave that's going to have a, a blue Batman. Um he has a different head so that's kind of cool. I'm not quite sure the costume is exactly ever how it was in the book, but I don't care. Um a son of Batman um using the Guy Gardner buck. Um, and then just that Superman using that He-Man, um, He-Man molds or part of the He-Man molds. That is going to be that. I'm so excited for that. I can't even tell you. Like that'll be. Um, I don't even really care about it. It's from Dark Knight. It's just this is my He-Man Superman. That's going to be yeah, go yeah, yeah. my Motu figures. I was like, just going to say. I think yeah, a lot that's of what people, it's for. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna have, grab two groups of fans. He's gonna grab the Dark Knight. Returns fans, and he's going to grab the people that want to have a proper Superman to fight their He-Man figure. Yeah, so. th- this, that's the figure I've been wanting since that Toys R Us two pack came out, and all the yep. DC figures were just crappy repackages. Um, <laughs> so that I just I w- when I, I saw that, and I saw it out of context, like someone just posted a picture of it because it was like a Twitter feed thing, and I'm just like, I, my um, my brother-in-law was there, and then I've got two friends from Joplin um, that were there promoting their. They have a comic called The Beauty, and they were there to promote that. And I was like, you have to go find this. Where is this? <laughs> what is it? So, but Mattel wasn't even there, so it was like in the DC booth somewhere, I guess. But well, I, mm-hmm. I ended up finding the the pictures online somewhere else, and it was just I was oh, just bowled over. Was it? Yeah, when you're right, you're right. It was. Because <laughs> um, yeah, Mattel actually sent the press images. That's so right. We, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The guy. For, yeah, exactly. Because yeah, I, I I got to hold of you about it. And yeah. Yeah. That that to me is just yeah. I'm just like I'm good. I'm good. That's it. Whatever else they show, I don't care. I'm getting my He-Man Superman. I'm not <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> well, since you live in the land of Walmarts, we're all going to rely on you. Yeah, to that's get those true. Stores. That's it. I love Walmart exclusives. I'm all the only one. <laughs> yeah, I've got three Walmarts here in Springfield. So there you go. <laughs> I'll be checking them too. Have you guys seen any of the uh, Walmart exclusive Star Wars Black three and three quarter where you guys live? No, not they're, yet. They're, they're always not there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I, okay. see, I see spots for them, but yeah, never we have the pegs. There. We have the pegs, yeah. but I haven't seen the figures. Okay, because I'm never going to see them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I keep. A look you, are there any you want or need? Uh, well, yeah. Like I, I never even got to see that last wave that was like the Jawas, three PO. Oh. Uh, 
uh, Leia Bausch, like all those. Okay. Like, well, hit me up with the list when we're done, and I'll keep an eye out for all that. All right. Too. Not a problem. Sweet. Sweet. Uh, so yeah, uh, what else did we see? We saw the the uh, the DC Supergirls. That was a cool. Yeah, some more of that. Those look really cool. I really yeah. like that line. That's a cool idea. I, I like some more than others. I think like the Supergirl was nice. The Wonder Woman was good. Like the Bumblebee was a little weird. Like I was kind of in between. Right. Like it's it's this really interesting idea though to make like a six inch line that's like a little doll but an action figure. So I find it all really fascinating though, and I, that they're going to be hard not to pick up. I think. Mm-hmm. For sure. But no Catwoman in the line yet, right? I don't think I saw. Uh, so I, and I, I thought there was. A, I thought someone showed a Batgirl, but I didn't. I don't think I ever saw the Batgirl. Um, Batgirl is at least in the control art okay. that they released. But no, I don't, but, I don't think I've. I don't think I've seen Catwoman in the art. No. Is, is that what scale they are? Are those, are those six inch? They're doing two different scales. They're doing six inch figures and then twelve inch dolls. Okay, yep. so so like uh, like similar to the like uh, to the brass line. Yeah. Right. Okay. But so, like, the six-inch ones are, like, they're going to be articulated, but they're going to have, like, rooted hair and, and, like, cloth outfits? Is that how that's going to work? Are they, like... I don't know if they're cloth no, the, I think the, they're the, hard yeah, plastic. The six-inch figures six-inch. I saw are just... They're just okay. six-inch figures. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, don't, I don't think... I don't remember if there was a ton of articulation. I don't... I don't it's, I'm not pulling a blank right now on how much there was, but... Um, but, I mean, they were decently articulated. Um, but, yeah, all, all plastic, plastic hair... Um, and they oh, actually, okay. I think they were they were a little a little bit more like the control art than the dolls do. The dolls looked like they kind of took a little more. I must um, have only seen the dolls. Liberty. I think I only saw the dolls. I think I missed the figures entirely. Somehow. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the the picture of Supergirl, I think I only saw on social media. I don't think I ever even saw on any sites coverage. And that was really the one I think that looks better than the others. So. Oh okay. Okay. I'm gonna have to look those up. That's cool. Yeah, what else? Uh, there was there was some uh, import yes, stuff. Yes. Uh, new Bowser. Yes. Stuff, right? yes. <laughs> That's got to be my, my big pick right there. SH Figure Arts Ninja Turtles based on the original cartoon series. Oh, yeah. Talk about <laughs> out of nowhere. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited for those. <laughs> <laughs> Looks so good. And I'm actually really excited, too, because like, I liked the, uh, the Revel Tech Nick Turtles quite a bit, the ones based off the new cartoon. Hmm. Yeah. Right, yep. So I'm kind of excited to get these SH Figure Arts ones based on the original cartoon to like pose right there alongside the Revel Tech Nick Turtles. I think they're going to look really cool having those two styles kind of, you know, in similar action figure with the articulation and everything. It's going to look really cool. I like that. So I'm excited. Cool. I was. Um I was kind of excited to see images of upcoming waves of uh, McFarlane Walking Dead figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad they're going back and doing characters that have long since died off in the series, like Dale. Um, Spoilers. <laughs> um, and uh, you know Dale and Bob and, and and so forth. You know I I don't collect uh, too many newer current lines, but that is one uh, that I do collect. And uh, so just seeing some upcoming figures from that, it's is uh, is exciting for me. And again, there's a uh, Walgreens exclusive one <laughs> for Grave Digger Daryl that's out now. Right, I did see that. Oh wow! Uh, I picked him up a couple of weeks ago. They had actually flown in. Like I don't know, a couple hundred of him to San Diego for just San Diego Walgreens during Comic Con. Oh yeah. wow! And I, was, I was not able to to track one down. So huh. 
glad to see him at my uh, local Walgreens a couple of weeks ago. Cool. Yeah, and I think like the Dale wave is out now. I haven't found it yet, but I saw really? someone like standing in a Toys R Us holding one in his hand in some social media picture. Oh, wow. Well, that's 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 how up-to-date I am with this yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, another thing that I, out of uh, New York Comic Con that um, was exciting for me, is, and this is kind of like a Shout out to you know one of our own one you know one of uh, our collecting community who who also happens to do amazing customs I think we've mentioned him in prior podcasts is uh, is our friend Junkfed um, had an exclusive for New York Comic Con and it was this amazing mashup of Rocky Dennis and yeah. Rocky Balboa yeah yeah uh, and it was an amazing looking vintage style three and three quarter inch uh, figure and um, I happened to talk to him today and he said they sold out so congratulations to him it was a great idea and a great execution and uh, I'm hoping he does another run of them so that uh, <laughs> I can get one <laughs> yeah I, when he announced that I posted that on AFI and I got a ton of feedback on it people just going I want one of those yeah, That's great. <laughs> yeah it was just cool I mean it's a, it, was a, it was a clever idea and it was, and it was well like I said it was well done yeah and there's a couple more of uh, Mezco's 112th collect- mm-hmm. Collective uh, showed up. There's a Flash and a Superman Yeah, mm-hmm. that I saw some pictures of. I, that, I don't uh, think they're any different than the ones that were on display at San Diego, though. I think they're still yeah. okay. um, the same ones. But they, they're okay. supposed to be doing some updates to the bodies on them. Um, right. So the, the, they're not final yet, but uh, yeah. still, still very exciting for a lot of those, especially Space Ghost. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Now I missed. Yeah, apparently the, I thought those were new at New York Comic Con too, but apparently they, are, they were at STCC, and I just yeah. missed it. So those were new to me too. Yeah. Um, how about the uh, um, the Ghostbusters temple, the rooftop from Diamond Select? They had oh, yeah. the first time. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I got to see it finally. Uh, I don't well, think I saw yeah. a picture of it yet. There, hey, great coverage at IAT. So good pictures of it. Um, oh sweet! The uh, yeah, and then Zacho, I guess actually, which I thought was pretty cool of him because he's got to have a million things to do. Um, the mid, one of the nights of the Comic Con after that debuted, he actually was on the Ghostbuster fan forum, uh, talking back to fans about that about the thing and about how they finally had it sorted out. Um, so it was the first time that it's actually going to be 15 pieces instead of 12 because it's so Ooh. massive. And, and uh-huh. uh, yeah, and, and you'll see, if you haven't seen the picture, go check it out because it's, it's huge. Um, there's some Ghostbusters figures standing in it for scale, and I mean it's it's wow, yeah. Like, Looking at um, it right now. And then, but then the cool thing is, since it's 15 figures, that actually, I mean, you should, I just can't say guarantee in the toy world this far out. But that means there should be three more figures that we don't know what they are yet, instead of um, just 12. And we know that and he said that two of them are going to be ghosts. So I'm happy Ooh, to get some ghosts in that line because I yes. know those are going to be awesome. Yeah. So, um, so I mean, I. I I'm still kind of burnt out from Mattel. I won't lie. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and even my article on the website, kind of like the meth factor is high. Um, but like, just looking at these pictures and just looking at that temple playset, and, and even though I have no idea where I'm going to put the damn thing, because it's it's like I I need to put it like I was telling my wife, I'm like we need to have it so it's about five feet high on a shelf, and I can put on like a Stay Puft mask, and and yeah, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> <about that>. um, <laughs> just take good pictures that way. And, Are you uh, going to dress your son as Stay Puft? Wouldn't that be more accurate? That would be fun. Yeah. Well, it depends because you never know how tall he is because sometimes he's like 100 feet tall and sometimes he's 400 feet tall. And yeah, it's right. a lot of Ghostbusters confusion there. But, the, uh, but yeah, he can dress up as Stay Puft. He'd, he'd love it. He can tear everything up. <laughs> Step on a church. 
the uh, but yeah, that that playset was awesome. I'm I'm so excited for that now, and I'm like, even though it's kind of like maybe I'll just get you know the ones maybe the Ghostbuster, maybe I'll just get like the basic figures without the diorama. But that diorama is just insane. So there's just there's no not buying it for Ghostbuster yeah. fans. I don't think. And we finally get a Slimer with a mouthful yes. of hot dogs. Yeah, uh-huh. the three heads for Slimer is awesome. Yep. Yeah, and a Janine. So I don't think we've ever had her ever it, the movie version anyway. We got the the uh, the old line had the cartoon version. It's interesting. I remember with Mattel's license, they could only do Janine from the second movie. Bizarre. Yeah. Why is that? There was I don't know, and they could only do like Louis Tully from the first movie. Huh. Just how their their license was working. It was very strange. Oh, that's so weird. So those like, yeah, yeah. Well, kind of kind of bizarre. And they showed their uh, their Muppets Diamond Select yeah. showed their, oh, yeah. their Muppets yeah, Lifetime. Yeah, yeah. Which are kind of a, an interesting scale because they are, you know, the, they're smaller than the Palisades guys, but they are in scale with what the humans in their select scale. For diamond select figures, oh, that's so like cool. seven inches, right? Like seven inches. Right. Yeah, they're just slightly the... bigger. Yeah. 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 But it's like so. I can put Gonzo with Slimer, and it will make sense. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Totally. The Muppets can run around with the Ghostbusters. They'll be totally scale right. yeah. with each other. <laughs> In theory, you could shear off their legs and put, you know, yeah. a hand, <laughs> break the hand off. They, then... they could probably make some money doing that. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just, like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. A blue carpet for Cookie Monster, and you're all set. Yeah. <laughs> You can have your whole like puppeteer squad. I like uh, it. But, yeah, so that'd be fun. I would, yeah, any anything else anyone saw that was um, yeah? Oh, the I was, uh, oh, yeah more, go ahead. oh sorry, more uh, SH figure art stuff. I was super excited to see the Mortal Kombat figures. Yes, yeah. Like from the the classic arcade games. Um, I really like the Mortal Kombat X stuff that Mezco is doing, uh, but yeah. seeing. Like some classic designs and figure form was really cool and really surprising. Um, they showed Scorpion Zero, of course, the ninjas, and uh, Goro. And Goro looks so cool. So I'm pretty sure I'm in on those. Because, you know, love those classic Mortal Kombat games. It's kind of cool getting new, like, really nicely done action figures based on those old those designs. Classic ones. We had that. Yeah, that's really cool. And that, that was another one that the licensor. For a while, was only handing out the the Mortal Kombat X uh-huh. license. Yeah, like they didn't want you going back and doing any other stuff. So nice, nice to see that they uh, changed their mind on that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, here's One other question about a figure that we we saw images of uh, the Force Awakens uh, Han Solo six inch. Oh yeah, which is a great figure, pretty amazing head sculpt for for Harrison Ford. Why does why doesn't he have gray hair? It's like been bugging me. <laughs> oh, I don't know. There was a little bit of weird lighting in there too. The figure was lit like directly from above. Yeah. So it was kind of hard to tell. Yeah. And again, you know, that was probably an early, early version, or it could be, it could be. Harrison Ford and or his agent went. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Not doing the gray hair. <laughs> Good point. I'm, I'm hopeful that, that since that's just a paint change, that might be something that we see. Because it hasn't even, we don't know even what wave it is. Like, that Han Solo just kind of joins the group with the Luke and the, um, there's some other pre-TFA figures, too, that we don't have a spot for yet. So I'm hopeful oh, yeah, that yeah, it like, is a new little thing. 
Ahsoka and um, oh yeah, the, yeah. I I pulled a blank. I was only thinking of Luke, but yeah, Ahsoka and um, the guy from Rebels. I can't think of mm-hmm. his name. Yeah. So I mean, he kind of is in that that no man's land yet, where we don't have a spot for him. So hopefully that means there's enough time to go ahead and maybe tweak it and get the gray hair. That would be. I would like that better because I'm probably would have to paint it myself just because it's old Han. It should be old Han. But, right. But <laughs> the, the head sculpt itself is awesome, so you can't fault that. Yeah, it is. Um, the the other big Hasbro thing, figure wise, I think was the um, they put out the rest of the onslaught wave. Um, yeah. So we saw things like the. I, I'm still bold over that they made Cottonmouth because it's like it's it's like the ultimate like forget you Mattel and DC like we have gotten to Cottonmouth Marvel Legends is the <laughs> ultimate comic line. Yeah, like, yeah right. <laughs> like it's, we have, we're, I mean, it's it's crazy, and then but then the, and then like anything with Marvel, it just opens up, and you're like, oh, now I need the eel and the other serpents, and yeah, terrible. Um, but yeah, Cottonmouth. But then the the big thing was the Rogue. Um, yeah, I think the Rogue was kind of the big like, first thing from Comic Con that went all over the toy internet. Yeah, um, and and, yep. and she comes with an onslaught head. So if you get the red onslaught figure, you can take the red skull head and put it somewhere neat and turn him into classic onslaught, um, which is awesome because she's not apparently even in the onslaught wave. She's actually going to come out later. So I think that might be the first time we're seeing a Build-A-Figure piece come later with a different set of figures so you can go back and modify it after, which I think is awesome because yeah. there's a lot of little things like that that would have been cool. Very so, cool. But I remember she was really the first big thing, I think, yeah. that just kind of was bowled over before, you know, He-Man, Superman, of course. <laughs> yeah, they, they re, and they've been kind of headed in this direction, but they relabeled the Marvel Universe... <laughs> 3.75 inch line. Before that, they'd been like the Infinity. Everything was kind of Marvel Infinity, and now it's Marvel Legends. So just like Star Wars Black yeah. is two scales, yeah. and the diecast line uh, of ships now, uh, they are further confusing stock boys right. and and moms across the world. And checklist makers. And checklist makers. <laughs> yeah. By calling everything the same line. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be nice to ask them why. I mean, if there's some like if it's just kind of a a um, like a branding thing, or I don't know. I know I know one time that um and, and this is why we never really fully did it. But when we when we started the DC and Motu checklist, um, they have DCClassics.com and MotuClassics.com as, as as links to come into the website. And I was ready just to go ahead and and you know make a build for each website and have them you know be separate and have three separate sites and it's all like under this umbrella. And then um, some uh, uh, a more marketing savvy person was like, "Why do you want to break up your brand? Like you want everyone to come and it's all true. So take those, you know, you have those website names and that's fine, but just have them go to one website. You don't need a bunch of different sites. You just need one. And, and that really made sense to me. So I'm kind of thinking that maybe there's some branding philosophy at work that, like, I mean, any if you talk about Marvel Legends, you're talking about both, or if you have to just, you know, I don't know. I don't know if they're just trying to be less technical about it or just what it might be, but I'm, I'm suspicious of that. I'd like to ask one of the design or the brand manager sometime, like, you know, cause it should cause them confusion too. Right. When they're in their, they're in their offices. Right. 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 You know, and they're yeah. like, Hey, do you have that, that, you know, Guavi enforcer black figure? And it's like, which one? Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. and it should confuse them too, but they persist. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it is because, uh, you know, Marvel legends is selling, you know, just like the star Wars black six inch, are selling like gangbusters. So is Marvel Legends. So, so it just yeah, it just they the brand just is there. Don't that. split it up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. That's absolutely correct. It's it's all good until they start like packaging My Little Pony as Star Wars Black, just because it sells so well. <laughs> <laughs> 
All toys are Star yes. Wars black. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what a, there was uh, some Mega Bloks news too. Oh, more turtle stuff. More turtle stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, uh, there's way too much turtle stuff, but I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad that turtles is a is a smaller part of what I love because I would yeah. I don't think I could keep up. Oh, it's killing me. <laughs> it's killing me because it's yeah, it's one of my favorite brands and and I lo- one of the things that I love though is that they have literally gotten to the point where there is something for everyone. Like. If you are a fan of turtles in any shape or form, you almost have nothing to complain about because there are so many different styles and scales of turtles toys now <laughs> that you've got so <laughs> much to choose from. It's crazy. Um, but the Mega Block stuff looks great, and what I was totally shocked by was that they're not only doing the Nick stuff, but they are also doing the classic 80s stuff. So they're yeah. doing both of those under the same Mega Bloks banner, which is just mind-blowing. So are you starting to dig out, like, another wing of your basement already, or how's that work? I know what I'm going to do, because it's like, my turtle section is already overflowing, because um, it's, it's, it started as a considerably smaller collection, you know, like, like Masters takes up half my room. It's going to be at the point where Turtles is going to take up the other half of my room, and all huh. my other toys, I don't know what the, where they're going to go. They're just going <laughs> to... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yard sale. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to be the He-Man turtle guy from now on. Sorry, yeah. guys. I'll text you my address. You just <laughs> yeah. send everything send by way. I'll, I'll take good care of it for you. Turtles with, you know, Mattel keeps pumping out He-Man classics figures. and now <sighs> Yeah, we were just talking about that the other day. Just, yeah, there's no more room. I just don't have it. I haven't even opened anything since. Because I, I try to keep my reviews fresh, so I don't open it until I can review it. Which, by the way, I, 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 everyone should know how much I campaigned for getting Calyx, the rock he-Man figure for since the beginning of the line, it finally okay. came out like last July. It's still in its damn box because I want to do the review, and I'm like, I look at it, I'm like, I really need to review this. But um, <laughs> there's just, but there's just no room for me to put anything. I think that, and it's just kind of like, okay, <laughs> like I'm looking at it, and I'm like, and I, 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 I think that, like Grandamere is on my Princess of Power shelf just because that's the only place I could I could put it. And I'm like, if I take that out of there, then I can put in more of the Shira figures because that's that's my worst shelf because there's a giant dragon taking up space. And I'm yeah. like, but where would I put this big red dragon? And I'm like, crap! I already prepaid uh, for a giant green dragon. Where am yeah. I going to put the dragons? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm a sucker, and I just bought another four foot ninja turtle. So oh, there you go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but you can put all the other turtles in him, though, right? I know. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much what I'm going to have to do. <laughs> He's like a Detolf cabinet of Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my, you know, the He-Man and Masters of the Universe figures, it's like, had one cubby, and then, oh, well, they'll split it, and I'll just have all the, the bad guys on one, good guys on another. I think I was up to five cubbies, <laughs> and they were still, like, I was having them stand on each other's shoulders in the back, you know, it's just like, I guess I'll... Cram yeah. someone in here and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I just and and we know there's still another there's still, year coming. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yep. And I mean that the, all this massive space it takes up and how many more are coming. I mean, it's such a terrible toy line at any time on the brink of cancellation, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For me, it's just like it can end any time now. I, they, like, they have. Hey, there's somebody made, out there that if. We don't get hung of the harpy, they're not going to be happy, so we all just got to stick it out until we get right. the hunger. I know, I know. <laughs> That's true. So anyone else have anything they want to talk about for New York Comic Con? Or do we move on to the Dan of the Month? 
I think it's time for the Dan. All right, I think we're ready. It's Dan, Dan of the month. Then Danny Newman, do you want to do the honors and talk about Dan of the month for this month? Sure. So for this month, we have chosen a starting lineup. (laughs) uh, Kenner starting lineup. uh, Dan Marino, Miami Dolphins figure. Woo! Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I think it's complete. I don't know how big of sports fans you guys are. I'm not really a sports fan at all. But it, regardless. Sports, that's the one with the balls. That's the one with the balls. <laughs> hey, yes. Even if you don't like football, you should like Ace Ventura, right? That should get There you go, right? That's what I was going to say. Yeah, Dan Marino is an Ace Ventura. <laughs> well, r- regardless, there has to be some level of acknowledgement and respect for this vintage line that was starting lineup. Oh yeah. I mean it you know it's a line that went for I think like 13 years um and created all using the same four buck bodies. <laughs> right. Basically, right. yep. Um and so we can talk about this particular Dan Marino figure uh, you know you know a little bit. I I think probably over the course of the starting lineup uh, line, there was probably at least half a dozen uh, different Dan Marino figures, and the, the one that I happen to have, I, I couldn't even really tell you exactly what uh, what uh, series it was from. Um, but you know, as we were kind of um, talking about doing this as the Dan of the Month, I did a little bit of you know looking up a little bit of research related to the starting lineup, um, you know, line in general, and it, it had a pretty interesting um, origin. And I'm not sure if you guys know know much about it or you know. Um, how, how it came to be, but, you know, apparently there was this, um, NFL player, Pat McAnally, and maybe I'm pronouncing that wrong, who was a punter for the Cincinnati Bengals. And he was a punter uh, for them for like 10 years. And when it came time for him to retire, he, uh, you know, before he moved uh, away from Cincinnati back to California, where he was from, he met up with like, I think like a, like a friend who happened to work at Kenner at the time. And they got to talking, and um, you know this guy Pat McAnally said, you know, like here's GI Joe figures on the pegs, and in all these different properties, who's to say that a line of sports characters wouldn't sell as well? It's like everybody knows who Walter Payton and Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson are. You know what? You know what? Why? Why shouldn't you try to um, you know create a line based on these these you know people too? And uh, I guess one thing led to another, and starting lineup was, you know, launched. And when it was launched in 1988, that first year, and this is kind of mind-blowing to me, and, and, and yes, they were simple figures, but still, in 1988, they re- Kenner released 124 baseball players, 137 uh, football players, and 85 basketball players. Awesome. Wow, I mean, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. I mean, in subsequent years, obviously, that was pared back quite a bit to the point where there was just like maybe a dozen or so players, you know, you know, per, per year. But still, that initial offering is kind of mind blowing. Um, and then the fact that it went for another, you know, 12 or 12 or 13 years. So did any of you guys ever uh, collect many starting lineup back in the day? I, I had Bo Jackson ones because Bo Jackson is still awesome. 
So that was I never yeah. really got into like collecting it, but when I was a kid, I was obsessed with Bo Jackson, and I had toys, so Bo Jackson toys made logical sense to my parents. So I do have to say though that I'm still holding like a, a 25 year grudge though that Kinder never made one of Bo Jackson running on the wall because that would have been awesome because he ran Aww. up the wall and his, his famous catch is running up the wall to catch a thing. And uh, I always that's what I always wanted, and I mean there's and there's a lot of cool ones of him fielding and batting and all sorts of fun stuff, but. Um, yeah, I had a few of the Bo Jackson ones. All Royals, though, no White Sox. Sorry, Chicago fans. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because start, starting lineup, I mean, although initially it was the three main sports, you know, eventually it, it, it started doing hockey figures. Yeah. And it even, I mean, before it ended, I mean, it was doing, you know, it, there, there were boxing figures. There were, like, track and field figures. I mean, I think there was, like, a, a Mary Lou Retton on a... Yeah, Olympics. Yeah, the, ball, you know, figure. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Olympic stuff, yep. Um, they had some coaches too. Like they started <laughs> doing that for the first time. Yeah, yeah. So I I never collected them myself. I think I bought a couple for customs. Mm. Uh, but when I worked uh, at Disney, my boss uh, and and one of the other guys there were huge sports fans, mm. specifically very big Laker fans. Yeah. And you know I had a a bunch of toys in my office there. And they would come and like talk to me about them, and they found about starting lineups. So then they really got into them, and they were, you know, they would go on like lunchtime runs with me, and you know, I was. They told me they give me like lists of which ones to look out for, <laughs> wow. and uh, and the Lake, they were pretty, you know, like all the Shaq and Kobe variants uh-huh. uh, were big money then. Oh so, yeah, and and especially living in the town where the team is. Uh, it was very, very difficult to find them, uh, especially in stores. You know, you could go pay, you know, out your nose at Frankenson, but uh, yeah. like, like finding them, it was, it was very, very difficult. So, you know, I, I had a hand in enabling uh, <laughs> other people with starting lineups, but uh, I, I don't think I uh, had any myself. But it, the likenesses were not great. No, no, they, no. they weren't. They were very, very toy-like. They I mean, were yeah. 80s, very they iffy. Were toys. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think yeah. that was kind of the thing that 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 never changed. It was like, I mean, that that late 80s, where they were, they were, you know, I mean, more, I mean, they could have moved a little better, but I mean, they were top of the line, nicer 1980s toys. But then that carried over into the 90s, and it was kind of like, well, everyone else has kind of moved on. Yeah, and, and they just yeah. they didn't really keep up. And then you know, McFarlane comes in and just like. That's yeah. Done. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, oh, they were definitely yeah. the precursor to the McFarlane stuff. Oh yeah, the sports pick stuff got huge. Sure. But yeah, well, once there's... once he came in with the actual like laser scanning and yeah. accurate uniforms and very different poses yeah. and much better action poses and yeah. like he destroyed them. And I think he just started with. I think he just got the baseball license first. Yeah, okay. uh, that's what started. Yeah, I think so. And that was enough to just pull the rug out from under Kenner uh, on those things. Yeah, okay. there's to, there's totally no denying though that you no. know Kenner really had something with starting a lineup. They, was, they really cool. did, and it's kind of yeah. one of those things too. That line is a good reminder for. Um, um, uh, I don't have a good word for it, but collectors that want to make money. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I can't think of the word I Speculators. want. Speculators. That's the word I want. Yes. Um, because, like you said, at the time. Um, those were just insane. They were hard to find. They were rare ones. They were tough to get. And then they had set. And I mean, this is in the back of magazines pre eBay and shows where they had crazy secondary prices. And then you know now, and and you know maybe McFarland's so outclassing them to that point 
when they did come out or whatever, or just even a lack of interest between sports and toy people. Um, right. But those are all, I mean, except for a few, they're just worthless. They're just, they're they like, I mean, totally you can pick up any of them for a dollar. Yeah. Like, so, and, and I think also just the, um, um, the amount probably provides, because I know like the Playmate Star Trek line kind of has the same thing. Like that wasn't, it was a pretty good toy for the time, but there's just, there were so many of them Yeah. Um, that just, they're all easily obtainable today. So just always a good, that line to me always, when I think about speculators, I'm always like the starting lineup is one where, you know, there was a time where you could have sold off like that whole lot and you would have made a pretty penny yeah, decades absolutely. ago. Yeah. But now right. if, you, yep. if you have them now, they're just, they're taking up space yeah. in the house. Yeah. They're barely worth the cardboard. But yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I remember, I think I was watching like an episode of storage wars and they found a couple of cases of those in a locker and they were like, Oh, these are going to be great. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Yeah. You were going to have a very hard time. Yeah. I mean, you could, you can still go into, you know, you'll see there's still like, uh, like some comic book shops that are also card stores, like yeah. baseball card stores. And there'll still be a couple of starting lineups hanging on that wall. Yeah. They're still trying to get maybe 10 bucks. Uh-huh. Out of them. Right, yeah. Right. They have been there since, you know, 88 <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. They have, they have 10 years so, of death. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, some of the, some of the facts and figures that I recall reading about is it, I mean it, it was a huge seller for Kenner I mean no doubt about it I think it was something like over the span of the line they they made something like five hundred million dollars in revenue based on starting lineup um, but the other thing is it was pretty much wound down by two thousand I think the last set was maybe like two thousand one and so there was a little gap actually between the end of starting lineup and the beginning no the end of starting lineup in the beginning of sports picks by McFarlane. So McFarlane kind of came in and filled the void that had okay. just, just kind of ended with when starting lineup died. Wow. Yeah, but they were still hanging around. <laughs> they were still, oh, yeah, I'm sure they were. You can so still find right, them yeah. at Toys R Us yeah, yeah. and those tail yeah. end guys. Sure. And, and one thing that sadly that I don't, and, and I don't follow the McFarlane line super, super closely, of course, but um, the one thing that I always remember about this, the Kinner line that does trump the McFarlane line was that, that Kinner was a lot better about um, getting to more players and just kind of having a deeper roster. Um, and, and maybe McFarlane couldn't sell those as well in the modern climate. I don't know, but I always remember like, if you, if like just, obviously I'm in Missouri, so I'm a, I'm a huge Royals fan. So, you know, go team tomorrow. Sorry, Astros fans. Um, <laughs> but the, the Kinner line, I mean, there were, there were quite a few Royals you could get. I mean, of course there were a ton of Bo Jackson, George Brett, but there were other figures like Brian McRae and other lesser players that got um, Kinner figures. Whereas yeah. like, if you're like, and, and granted, you know, the team was better in the 80s than they were during McFarland time, but the McFarland line just doesn't ever really get that deep um, as the Kenner line did. So, like, from, from a Royals perspective, I mean, get, I mean, obviously, they went back and did a Bo Jackson and a George Brett, um, but I think the only current Royal that they've made um, or was a year after that, like, one Johnny Damon's, like, the only one they have. Mm. Um, so I'm always just kind of bummed out that, like, I would probably have more sports picks if they would do a few more Royals. Okay. So, yeah. And again, they they were in sort of that sweet spot, you know, before the economy collapsed yeah. and oil skyrocketed. Where yeah. you know they were selling them between like five ninety nine and seven ninety nine, and it was the it was the premise that Mattel wanted to do with Justice League Unlimited, where it's just well, just yeah. put new heads on them uh-huh. and keep repainting them, and we can sell these till doomsday. Yeah. You know, they were like, we just we repaint these and we put someone else's number and name on the back and yeah. Suddenly, it's this guy, right. right? And they were able to crank out less. I mean, they put out box sets, and you know, yeah. they could do very specific stuff. And I think they they even did some uh, like stadium exclusive ones. I, I remember. Okay. 
that they would make them yeah. for certain teams and stuff. Get them at the park, were, yeah. Yeah, hugely, hugely sought after uh, for, for all the different sports. You know, they did hockey. And then they even inspired some, like, knockoffs. There was, like, those winner's circle uh, NASCAR oh, guys. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Wow. That's amazing. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's definitely like I, I feel like everybody. Maybe if you didn't collect it, I think a lot of people had at least one. That was kind of the thing I remember. Like I remember a lot of kids growing up, or you know, people, friends and stuff, always had at least one starting lineup figure. Always. It's funny I, you mention that because I had exactly one. Yeah, I think I had like two. I might. I probably had like a an Andre Dawson and a Ryan Sandberg. I think you know. Okay, go go Cubbies. Couple, yep, had a couple Cubby figures. So. Um, and I feel like everybody had at least like one representation of their favorite team, you know. Yeah. So it's it's one of those lines that even if you weren't heavy into collecting it, there's a good chance at least one of those figures crossed your path at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't know what we're talking about, just go down to your comic shop and look in the dusty old corner. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. For you kids, <laughs> you kids, let that be a lesson to you. Collect what you love. Don't try and jump it on the speculator market. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they they certainly certainly have their place in in toy history. I mean, yeah. they had uh, half an aisle at Toys R Us at times. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Of, of starting lineups. Yeah. So, and and it was again, it was a lot of different places besides just toy stores tried to start, you know, picking them up right. too and and selling them because when the, you know, it was it was kind of around the same time that Beanie Babies were hot. Oh, totally. That's exactly <laughs> you know, in my mind. Yeah. Uh, that that same sort of thing where and you know it was that same thing that we had seen you know like the the baseball card market was red hot and then the bottom dropped out of it and then uh, a lot of them moved over to comic books and you know the speculator market with the chromium age and you know buying up all that stuff and then the bottom dropped out of that and then some of those guys moved into toys uh, at the same time and we're, we're trying to pick up all that stuff. So uh, starting lineup was kind of the beginning of that. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of helped dovetail into the relaunch of Star Wars. Uh, and then certainly the, you know, all the McFarlane stuff. Uh, right. E- even with their, their spawn and, you know, Angela with no panties and all that bizarre, <laughs> you know, Boba Fett with half circles. Oh, and yeah. Right, right. <laughs> long tray, short saber madness oh God, that yeah. we all live through. Yeah. Uh, with that sort of thing. So, <laughs> so Dan Marino starting lineup. The Legion of Dan salutes you. That's right. You are our Dan of the month. The greatest quarterback without winning a Super Bowl. <laughs> we salute you, Mr. Marino. <laughs> That's right. So that's that's a good uh, hour and a half talking about uh, all the good latest stuff, Woo-hoo. gentlemen. You can't you can't beat that with a short stick. I don't. Is that a phrase? Uh, you just made it one. I think I just made it that's one. Right. I don't know what that means. Uh, so thank you guys for your time. Thank everyone for listening. Uh, if you have any other suggestions of topics that you would like us to discuss, you know, post it over there on the. The Legion of Dan's Facebook page. We're reading that and listening. And uh, thanks for all the feedback you've given us on the the previous episodes. Uh, you know, we're we're up on Stitcher now as well as the iTunes Store. Woo-hoo. So we we should be everywhere you would want to hear us. And if there's not, let us know, and and I can work on that too. So 
So, gentlemen, Woo! thank you for your time. Thank you, thank you. you yeah. know, we shall we shall reconvene in a month's time and talk about more plasticky goodness that we love. Looking forward to it. All right. All right.